0: I believe because of our prayers, the Lord is sending a driving force to clear this land. Yes, A driving force to clear this land. You know you know what's been prophesied this to happen here? Well, there was a couple weeks ago in intercession, I saw this bear-like creature was driven off, driven off. So I believe God is working in the midst, bringing a clearing, a clearing up to the land here. So that that God's revival, his thing can happen. What he wants to do here. Now that's going to involve all of us doing what we're called to do. I, I don't always understand everything that I pray in my prayer language. You'll just have to. <laughs> I mean, I, I get the gist of what he's doing. I don't have all the verbiage and understanding. And I meant to go back and tell you, you know, when a couple... Months ago, I went over here and it came this way with my intercession. Then I went over here and came this way with my intercession. That's unifying. I believe the Lord is unifying us. One accord, one heart, one heartbeat so that we are well-equipped and well-able to take this land. No division, no strife. Understand? That's what that was. And sometimes I don't always understand everything, but I have to be obedient to it. You know, when we did... um, um, the little bit of intercession before, it was like he was talking to me about, you know what, we're not a very big group here. We're not, But we, we're full power, aren't we? And we pray God's will, don't we? And so it, when we're repenting for the body of Christ, get a scope of dealing. When we're praying and repenting for the body of Christ, it's not necessarily right here. Although we did do our part for us. But when we repent for the body of Christ, we don't know what this one group right here is accomplishing nationwide, do we? that's right. We don't know. So that's why it's so important to be obedient to do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do, not fluff it off like it's just some maneuver that Pastor Roberta wants to do on Sunday morning. Amen? Mm -hmm. We have to have a heart after him. And he's going to instruct us as to what we're supposed to do. And it may be intercession, it may be worship, it may be praise. But he wants more of this. He wants more of this from the body. Not just here, but from the body. Okay, I'm going to try to go back to this now. Prophecy that Daniel gave on 1031. And I'm going to read this to you. It is a new day, says the Lord, for the old is passing away, passing, and I have come with a new land of glory. The kingdom shall be present upon this ground, for it has been tried, tested, and weighed, and I have seen it faithful. For there is a flood I have been preparing for you, preparation necessary to properly handle the things to come. That, I believe, is to us as a body, Okay. For many will come from other cities astonished at the things they are hearing. Many healed here and many healed there. One raised here and one raised there. The eyes of the blind open the lame walk and the dead are raised. I have counted you faithful and you will see the increase, says the Lord. Do not look at the natural. We tend to look at the natural just because we don't see the chairs full or new people or whatever the natural you might be looking at, but hear what I'm saying. Run forward and heed instruction. Do not delay and do not be distracted. It will seem at first as nothing will happen, but you will see when least expected that the increase will come, not to one but many, in ways unexpected, the young and old, not one left out. For what I bring will not die, but carry on for generations. For I desire harvest, says the Lord. I am with you. I will not leave you. I will see you. I will see my hand moving. Follow the spirit. Follow the spirit as he leads. And you will see and be filled with kindness. You will be glad you held fast. Amen? Amen. Follow the spirit. Hold fast. Okay, now I'm going to share with you somebody that had not heard that word or, or was out in somebody that lives out of state said a similar thing to me yesterday so um in looking at that because they knew nothing about what's going on here they they don't listen to the services or anything but they said a similar thing to me to me i you know i'm not i don't um I, to me, it just when I'm starting to hear it more than one time and closer and closer, we're close. I believe we're close. Okay. Okay. And so that's why it's so important that you know. And I was I was going back over new day, new day. What's the new day entail? What's our part? What What are we supposed to do to bring about God's new day here? What are we supposed to be doing? You know. And so. Um, I was asking the Lord what the new day is about. What is that about? And uh, there's a couple scripture verses that he took me to. But I think we have to go back to the fact that we have the Holy Spirit, the help of the Holy Spirit. He's a big part of the new day that's coming. Amen? big part. And um, are we doing, like we read in that prophecy, are we doing, the church and you individually, are you doing... What you know to do to prepare yourself to be ready. What will be the preparations in all of that? Confession, the word, prayer, praise. He just exhorted us to praise. Good evening, this morning. And so, um, and what what will the new day look like? Will we be sitting on the porch swing with our feet up? glass <laughs> of iced tea? Playing cookies? Is that what the new day is going to look like? You guys are also so serious looking at me. <laughs> I mean, really, that, is that the church can't be in that kind of a position anymore. The church can't be sitting on a porch swing, basking in the sun, waiting for the end. The church can't be that way. <laughs> We're not going to do that. And so if your flesh thinks that sounds good, you better have a word with your flesh, I think. <laughs> Talk to your flesh today and say, uh uh-uh, we're not going there. We're going to do what God tells us to do. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay, so um, then he gave me a picture. I was meditating on this um, several years. I mean, this is, I, I think Dick was still here, but I dropped bundles, paper bundles, all over town, actually. And um, one winter, the snow was not plowed. I don't know if any of you remember that winter or not. The snow was not plowed. So uh, it got very cold, very cold. People had driven through the snow, and it got real sub-zero. So what did that leave? What did that leave in the streets? Yeah, lots of lots of. And if you had to go down a road, you'd better get in a a path where there was already something driven through, because and you had to watch crossing, (laughs) turning the corners and crossing because it was boom, 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 to get somewhere else because they had, and there was kind of an uproar because the city had not taken care of the streets that year. But anyway, it was, it was, uh, it, that picture came back to me. I was reminded of, that's what the church has been. They've been in a rut. <laughs> the church has been in a rut, all going the same direction. I'm not talking about us, guys. We're, I, I, I hope, I believe we're doing good. we <laughs> we've been, correcting things that need to be corrected and, and, and being encouraged in areas that the church should be walking in. You'll see that in a minute. But um, the church at large has been in a rut and it's, they think it's okay. And what they're doing is they're waiting. They're waiting till the rapture comes. I'm going to hang on until it comes. I'm going to do what little I can. I'll be in church, save my spot, save my spot. I'm going to sit in the same place every Sunday. I'm going to be there and I'm going to I'm going to hang on until the end comes. I know I can do it. I know I can do it. <laughs> that's, that's the rut that the church is in. And so, so I just wanted you to, to picture, that's what the Lord showed me. Um, and, and I think we'll go to um, Matthew. This is one of the scripture verses, Matthew 16, that the Lord gave me. I'm going to get to some of the descriptions of the churches after a little bit. I almost went there and had it. Matthew 16, and this is out amplified. Matthew 16:18, 16, 16:18, 18. 16, 18. and this is where um, uh, Jesus had asked. Well, we can start with 17. And when Jesus answered him, blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied, are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood? Men have not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven, and verse 18, and I tell you, you are Peter. You are Peter, Petros, masculine, a large piece of rock, and on this rock, feminine, a huge rock like Gibraltar, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, the powers of the infernal region, shall not overpower it or be strong to its detirement or hold out against it. So the gates of hell, he said, Jesus said, I'm going to build my church in the gate to hell, so I'm going to prevail against it. Well, what has, what hasn't has the gates of hell prevailed against the church? Don't you think so? I mean, we don't see as much going on here as they do in like the West Coast or New York or some of those places, but the church has not risen up to do their job. And that's what God is wanting the church to come alive, to awaken, like that was in the song. To awaken to the things that we're supposed to be doing, to rise up, awaken to righteousness. Remember, when we dealt with sin a long session of time. Awaken unto righteousness and sin not. That's still that's still important. See, I mean, let's just see if I can use this as an example. Let's just say there's there's a piece of sin here. I'm I'm not saying there is, but let's just say if there is. You know, then what happens? You try to walk in a place of righteousness, you try to do something for the Lord. The enemy knows that, and so the enemy's going to grab you and take you out just like that, just that fast. If you haven't got straightened up, if you haven't got it going right, that's why. That's why dealing with sin, we did, dealt with that quite a while back, and that's so important. Okay. But anyway, here is here is Jesus, and I tell you, Peter, I will build my church in the gates of Hades or hell. Shall not overpower it. So, if the church is built properly, the gates of hell are not going to overpower it. We're going to overpower the gates of hell. We're going to rescue those people that are all going to hell. Amen? We're going to rescue them. We're going to cause them, we're going to bring healing and deliverance and hope to these people that are needing that. Amen? And so, so. When I was in Rome, you know, and this was years ago, I don't know, maybe by now Peter's foot's totally gone, but when I was in Rome, you know, they had a big statue of Peter at the door as you go in. Well, I suppose it was the Vatican, I'm not sure now, but I couldn't get to it because so many people were trying to crowd and get their hand on his foot, well, his foot was rubbed <coughs> mostly off. Isn't that, isn't that silly? Mm-hmm. It's not Peter that we build, our, we build the church on, he's not the rock. Is Jesus Christ. It's a rock. That's who we build our church on. But see, see, people, there's a lot of the church that is deceived in that way. Amen? Okay, so... Um, let's go on. Just a little bit more with that. I see I have another note. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom, verse 19, of heaven, and whatever you bind that is declared to be improper... And unlawful on earth must be already found in heaven and whatever you loose on earth declare lawful, must be what is already loosed in heaven. So if you are going to bind and loose whatever has been already been declared in heaven to be right, like healing and, and wholeness and freedom from fear and prosperity, all those things are loosed. The things that are still come and destroy here on the earth are bound, okay? And so, so we build the church on who? Who's the church built on? Jesus. Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, a, uh, a few, um, oh, it was maybe 10 years ago now. Um, yeah, I think Dick was still here, so maybe it's been long before 14 years ago. There, there was a move, and maybe some of you remember, maybe some of you don't, there was a move. Uh, it was called... Um, uh, um, it was intercession, but it was called warfare. And then that, that move got squelched. I, I, I can't say. I, there was something that people were saying was not right with it. I, I don't know all the details of that. I just know that some of it were witness with me, the intercession, particularly in prayer. And I and what couldn't help but think this morning as I was prepping, if that had that move that God was trying to bring into their birth into the earth, had happened to you. I'm not so sure we'd be where we are today in in everything. Because prayer has got to be the main focus of the church. Prayer, 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 prayer. Not only dealing with your own personal life, but dealing with your family, dealing with your loved ones, bringing them into the kingdom by the right kind of prayer, dealing with uh, the church, dealing with your whatever it is, your finances, whatever it is, prayer is vital and important. Now, there's some of you that will be called to intercede for nations. That's okay. That's part of what God's wanting you to do. Some of you will be called to pray for the church or pray for the pastor or pray for whatever it is. But prayer is going to play a big role not only in getting back what the enemy has stolen from the church. I think you all agree the enemy has stolen stuff from the church. Mm-hmm. Prayer is a big, yeah. playing a big role to bring that back, bring that back back into the right position but the but prayer is going to have to be maintained in order for the for the the gates of hell not prevailing against the church. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Prayer has to be done. Prayer has to be done or we're going to back up into the same rut that we've been in all along. We're okay? right now we're pulling the church out of a rut. And that's why you're going to see an influx of people because the, most of the church. Okay, I'll, okay, I'll go. I'll go there. there, there. <laughs> um, let me see. I had different. I had different um, categories. Let's see. Uh, okay. So uh, so there's there's churches that don't even preach salvation. I don't know how many of you have been in one. I grew up in one that didn't preach salvation. Didn't preach salvation. I got born again um, watching Billy Graham. And, that, and that's about all that that church. I, I served in that church, but I never learned anything more. I never learned to read my Bible. I never learned anything more in that church. So you have churches that aren't even preaching salvation messages, Then you have churches that are preaching the salvation message. And they're using the Great Commission in Matthew 28. When, when, when Richard and I were invited to minister's luncheon, and Richard and I were sitting here, and there was a pastor and his wife from a denominational church. And I'll tell you what church it was, and, and a couple others. And so we were, we were asked to talk about the, the pastor that was leading the group. We were asked to talk about what the Holy Spirit meant to us. And I said, well, it's the Great Commission. We lay hands on the segment. <laughs> this pastor over here, he did, Richard said to me, and he says, you know, you caused him to cringe. And I go, well, I mean, that's the Great Commission to me. He says, well, to them, that is not the Great Commission. See, the Great Commission to them is, if you go, turn over here to Matthew 28, please. So then the Great Commission is, takes, it doesn't have all of that, which we know to be in Mark 16. Matthew 28, uh, 19 says, Go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Um, and so, so that, to them, was the Great Commission. To me, the Great Commission is Mark 16. And I know you know the difference, but it's good to look at it. Mark 16 Again, 15 says, go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation. Mark 16:16 16, 16 says, he who has believed has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned, verse 17, and these signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it shall not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Amen. That's, the, that's the great commission to me. But the, the, There's a lot of the churches that don't believe that. But the great commission to me, if I'm going to go, I'm going to lay hands on the sick. I'm going to cast out devils. You've seen me do that a number of times. If I'm going to go, that's what I'm going to do because people need to hear the truth of the gospel. They need to be set free so they can serve God and they need to be healed. Amen? Mm -hmm. So that's the great commission to me. That's what we're all told to go do. All of us are told to go do that. That's why I preach that that way because I think it's so relevant and so important. Now, if you look at this, um, verse 17, and these signs will accompany those who believed. In my name, they will cast out demons. Well, you, you can... The Lord just expanded that whole thing. Maybe you've already seen it, but it expanded to me this morning. Those who have believed, not only in accepting Jesus as Lord, but do you believe in the name that's above every name? And that name has authority. Do you believe? This reminds me of several months ago when I heard, a couple of weeks ago, when I said, do you know? Do you know that you know? Remember that Sunday? That was the Lord talking to everybody. Do you know that you know? These are the things that you need to know. Do you know that when you lay hands on the sick, they'll recover? Do you know that you have authority over demons? Do you know that, the, that you can use the name of Jesus that's above every name? Do you know that? Do you know that? That's what God's wanting us to know. Do you know those things? And so that's really important. We can believe that Jesus is Lord, and we can accept him as our Savior, but do you know what he's done for you? Do you know what he's telling you to do? Do you know? Do you know? Okay, we're going Okay, all right, so, um, well, and then then you have the church, like I said, the the, the church that preaches um, the gospel, Matthew 28, but then they have no power. Mm -hmm. They have no power because they don't go the next step. What's the next step, guys? Mm -hmm. Hmm? What's the next step? The next step? (coughs) The church that's baptized in the Holy Spirit. Acts 1 I mean we can he's got me going everywhere but down through my notes Acts 1 okay and this is this is the see oh my goodness <laughs> see this is so important because because Jesus said I've got to go are you listening to me? not you guys <laughs> he's talking to his disciples i got to go guys I have got to go and I'm going to send a helper so that you've got somebody with you. Everybody's got somebody with you. It's the Holy Spirit. I've got to go. And so he, he made that so emphatic. I don't know why the church hasn't got that and why they have cut that out. Why has the church done that? I would like to ask a few of them. Why have you done that? Anyway, so he says, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to help you. And so then he does that in Acts eight. And, and he said, "But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you." I'm, I'm sorry, Acts 2, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and Marshalltown and Gladbrook and Rhodes and Melbourne and even to the remotest part of the, more, of the earth, the remotest part, remotest, remotest part of the earth. Then he, in Acts 2, then it says, verse one, and when the day of Pentecost had come. They were all together in one place and suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. We don't know if the new day is going to be suddenly or not. (laughs) It could be suddenly, just like that. And are you ready for the new day? Are you ready? It could be a suddenly. It could be a suddenly. My heart's to be ready to be able to do what he's called me to do. Okay, so then you have, then you have, like I said, you have the church that they that the Holy Spirit and they're gonna get you baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you're gonna speak in tongues. And that's it. No, it's not it. That's not it. You need to be in the church. The church has failed. Well, not this church, but the church, I mean, I'm, I believe we haven't yet. Anyway, I'm, that's my heart that we're doing what God wants done. But see, the church at large, they give people baptized in the Holy Spirit. They get them speaking in tongues, and they stop. They don't have a vision for what tongues is for. They don't have any understanding. So nobody ever progresses in the area of speaking in tongues. Do you understand that? You know what I mean? And so there's the church then. That needs to walk in the power, but if the church isn't staying filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, are they gonna walk in power? No. That's right, you're not gonna walk in any power unless they're staying filled. Now, what does that mean when I say stay filled? Staying filled? Staying filled. Okay, let's um let's look at Acts two, please. Acts two. So when they when they We just read that a little bit in Acts 2. And when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Verse 3. And there appeared to them tongues as a fire distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. Verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit was giving them utterance. Amen? They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's look at if you keep going on down there to acts um, let's see, I got fourteen mark. Mark, right, let's see. You'll see what in verse 14, on 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 past chapter, we're in chapter two, verse fourteen now. <laughs> but Peter, taking his stand with the eleven, raised his voice and declared to them men of Judah and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my words. Okay, there was boldness coming on Peter because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're going to be bold, unless the Holy Spirit says wants to be a gentleman in that situation. You just have to be led by the Holy Spirit. But boldness came. And there's so much of the time, they had to have that boldness in order to talk to the Sanhedrin or whatever, whoever was dealing with them and standing against them. Amen? So it's the church that needs to walk in boldness and power in order to stay out of the ruts that the church has been in. Does that make sense? Because we've been in some pretty deep ruts, and the church needs to be rescued out of that. Okay? Okay, if we look then at verse 42, same chapter, verse 42. And they were continually um, devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Okay? Then go on in verse 43. And everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. Kind of like we experienced this morning, right? Did you feel that sense of awe? Like, wow, God, you're so good. And many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. Okay, so you can see there's a few things that we can do. Prayer is being one of them, right? To stay in that place of, of the presence of the Lord. Okay, and now go over to chapter four, please. I mean, if you look on in 46, you can see they were praising God. And in verse 47, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord was adding to their number, but they were in such a, a one accord, praising God, spending time, uh, listening to the teachings and worshiping the Lord, and so God was adding to their number. Amen. They were in one mind as well. Okay, uh, Acts four eight, please. Um, and, and so um, we talked about that and this quite a bit when we we're in in. Um, talking about uh, the Acts a while back. But then, verse 8, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of people, if we are on trial today for a benefit done for to a sick man, as to how this man has been made well. So they were they were um, trying to counteract the thing that had happened because they were not for um, miracles being done because who, who they were and what they stood for was not for that. That did not happen. And um, so Caiaphas... And and remember, I talked to you about Caiaphas. Caiaphas was one of those that when Peter, um, after Jesus was taken and and he went into the, um, to be uh, judged, uh, Jesus was, Caiaphas was one of those there. And anyway, Caiaphas was one that he would, Peter was concerned would recognize him being with Jesus. And so Peter didn't care because he was full of boldness. He was full of the power of the Holy Spirit. And he was bold, so he went ahead and preached the truth. He said, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, he was speaking boldness, even though Caiaphas was there in the midst of the situation. Okay, let's look at um, verse 31, further on in chapter 4. Okay. and now, let's start with 29. And now, Lord, take note of their threats and grant that they, thy bondservants may speak the word with all confidence or boldness, while thou dost extend thy hand to heal, and signs and wonders take place through the name of thy holy servant. You know, sometimes when we get in a tight situation, you know what happens? We start to be concerned and worried about what, what's going on, and we lose the fact that we're, we're a spirit being and not a, a flesh being. You know, care and anxiety will take you out of the flow of the spirit. It will take you out of the spirit. So you have to stay in the spirit. And that's another place that the church is going to be walking. They're going to be walking in the spirit, as their spirit being not flesh. That's why it's so important. When you're praying in your prayer language, the Lord reveals to you something that's not right, whether it's fear, whether it's a, 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 a sin, a worry, a care and anxiety. Whatever it is, when the Lord reveals that to you, it's time to deal with that, because that, like I was just showing you with Nick, that little handle, then the enemy can take you and snatch you out of your uh, spirit man and out of your spirit walk and, and into the flesh. Understand what I'm saying? Okay. So, okay. Um, so anyway, back to 30. 30. Well, though. Thou didst extend thy hand to heal, and signs and wonders take place through the name of thy holy, holy servant. See, they weren't, they weren't fearful or anxious about what was going on there. They stayed in the spirit and did what God told them to do, bringing healings and miracles. Verse 31, and when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the holy spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. Okay, they were all filled. They were all filled. So, so they prayed. So it's important that we pray and we stay filled up with praying, reading the word, confessing, doing all the things that we know to do. Amen? Okay, let's look at, um, um, well, 32 I have marked. And the congregation of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and not one of them claimed that anything belonged to them. Was his own, but all things were common property to them. And with great power, the apostles were giving witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and abundant grace was upon them all. With great power, well, it wasn't it? Wasn't them doing it? They were yielded, of course, but it was because the church was praying and in one accord and, and um, yielded to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's it's because of that. Amen? Okay, let's look at um, 5.12 now, please. And at the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were taking place among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's portico. All one accord. See, all these things are really important for things to start manifesting here that we want to see happen. Okay? We need to be in one accord. We need to be praying. We need to be out of our, out of the, out of the um, flesh and in the spirit. You know, there's so many things that can happen in a service, in the service that takes people out of their, uh, their spirit and, and, and puts them over into the flesh. The minute somebody gets up on the front row, everybody's attention goes here. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Everybody's attention goes here. And so what does that do? It takes your attention off of what you were hearing. You probably missed part of what was said and your attention's on this person leaving. I, I understand people have to get and go to the bathroom, you know, or people have to things happen. I understand that, you know. But if you know you can do something to stop that from happening, do that. You know, but and, and another thing, we're such we're in such a small space too. It makes a difference. If we were in a larger space, some of that wouldn't be so noticeable. I might have people that need to have to get up frequently move to the back or something you know what i'm saying if your, your 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 attention is drawn to what is going on whether it's a noise what somebody getting up whatever it is that breaks the flow of the spirit you' all understand that breaks the flow of the spirit okay um so they, they were all in one accord verse 12 uh, 14 Let's go on to 14 but none of the 13 but none of the Rest dared to associate with them. However, the people held them in high esteem. Verse fourteen, and all the more believers in the Lord multiplied. Multitudes of men and women were constantly added to their number. Constantly added because signs and wonders were happening, and and they were all uh, in one accord. Amen. Okay, um, chapter eight, please, verse four. Chapter eight, verse four. Therefore, those who had been uh, scattered went about preaching the word. There had been some persecution. So people were scattered. Some Christians were captured and thrown in prison. And you know who was doing that. Saul was doing that. But some were scattered. But wherever they went, they preached the gospel because they were filled with the Holy Spirit and walking in power. Okay? Um, 9.17. And this is about Ananias departed. He was going to go deal with uh, Saul. And Ananias departed and entered the house and after laying his hands on him, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you were coming, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? And uh, then Acts 13, please. 13, 52. And the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Again, it, it, it has to do, it just can't, you can't just sit in the chair and expect that to happen. You need to be praying in your prayer language, worshiping God, confessing the word, staying filled in the Holy Spirit. Preferably, pray, make sure you're praying in tongues, okay? Mm-hmm. Worshiping. And if you look at, um, uh, let's see. Ephesians 5, please. Ephesians 5. Verse uh, 15 and 16. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation. But be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. Have you experienced that, where you're so full that you're singing songs that make a melody with your heart, singing it to the Lord, singing in your prayer language, singing in your understanding? So that, see, that's what we're after. We want to stay full, stay filled with the Holy Spirit, okay? Some of the, in Acts, the characteristics of the church, um, grows and is, is empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that's growing the church. It's the Holy Spirit that's empowering it. It's the Holy Spirit that's causing the church to be bold, to declare the truth, and to do the signs and wonders. Amen? If you weren't bold with the things of God, do you think you'd walk up and command that guy's leg that's missing to show up? Or, or speak to that person to be raised from the dead? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and God, in the midst of persecution, we saw where God will open doors for the church to walk through and bring about his will in the midst of the situation. It may not, say, it may not feel good. But in the midst of a persecution, you, you can bring a healing, you can bring salvation, you can bring deliverance in the midst of the persecution. God will open a door for you to walk through and do that. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Acts shows us, I mean, these are all things that Acts shows us if we study that. Shows us how to respond in a non-Christian culture, which is what we're in right now. It's anti-Christ manifested here, or in this country. And so God, Acts shows us how they did it. They prayed, boldness came upon them. And they spoke the truth. They spoke the truth, and they were rejoicing because they were—they were. Uh, they were um, uh, let's see, was it Caiaphas or whoever it was? But they were rejoicing in the fact that that they had been accounted as uh, someone to be threatened to stop preaching the gospel. Stop preaching the gospel. Stop preaching the gospel. Mm. Yeah, I had that, and when I worked at Fishers, I had it, I was told to stop talking about Jesus. Ah, uh, did that stop me? No, I just watched 2 I've to. <laughs> no, I, that didn't stop me. I just, I had too many of them. By that time, they knew that I prayed. And so, um, so anyway, you just can't, you can't be moved by what somebody's telling you. You should do, you should act like this. You should be this way. Don't say anything about God. Uh-uh, don't sing that here. There's a place of respect, but there's a place of being bold. And the Holy Spirit will show you how to do that. He'll show you how to talk to somebody about the gospel if you're not supposed to be talking about Jesus in your workplace. (coughs) Several of them. I said, let's go get a drink. So we go to the drinking fountain, and I lead him to the Lord as we're walking down the halls. You know, what do you do, huh? Huh? What do you do? God gives you a plan. He'll show you how to do it. Amen? Okay, characteristics of the early church. Is prayer, one accord, boldness, and um, uh, fellowshipping together uh, around the word. Um, Also, Acts shows us it wasn't just the fivefold ministry. It was everybody that was called to do what God, you know, look at Philip, look at Stephen. All of these people were not necessarily part of the fivefold ministry. But everybody has a calling, and everybody's called to do what, what God wants them to do. Everybody has to do that. You're, you're accountable for that. I'm accountable to do everything I'm supposed to do. I'm accountable for how the service goes. I'm accountable for what I say and what I don't say. I'm accountable. And so if something goes awry, then i got to get before the Lord and repent. I'm accountable for what I'm called to do. Just like you are all accountable for what God's telling you to do. Amen? And I, I, I can stand here and tell you and encourage you. You know, and God will lead you and guide you into all truth. He'll show you things to come. He'll talk to you about what you need to be doing next. And he's, he's, yeah, okay. So anyway, Acts shows us it wasn't just a chosen group of men that could spread the word. It wasn't just a chosen group of men, okay? Everybody everybody was called to do something. Everybody here is called to do something. And we were talking about that a little bit. Anyway, um, I don't know. Really I think I covered everything with moves. <laughs> I just went where I was supposed to go. Hopefully, it was an encouragement to you to 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 know what you're supposed to be doing. Prayer, 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 prayer is really important, you know. Um, and so, um, God is so good. God is ready to. He wants to do something. He He wants the church to come alive, like that song said. To wake up wake up, the church to wake up and be full of power and love and soundness of mind, not to be wimpy and and, um, sad or caught up in all of the wrong things that are going on. So what? Are you you bold? Are you full of power? Well, then get on your knees and do something about what's not right. The minute there's something that bothers me, I'm on my knees. I'm praying. I'm, I'm crying out to God for change and intercession about the situation. And I do that. I stay on it until I have a release on the inside. And when I have a release, or a load of joy, or I have a song, whatever it is, then you have the victory in what you prayed about. So we just need to be praying, folks. <laughs> so I was going to do some of that, but it's already 10 after 12. So maybe next week we'll, we'll get some prayer time in. I think it's important that we build ourselves up and be full of the Spirit. Amen. So we can walk in boldness. Father, we just want to thank you for your word. Thank you, Father. You're so good to us. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. And we love you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, that your word doesn't return void, but accomplishes there unto where it's been sent. And Father, your word is working mightily in us, causing us to be uh, bold and and to declare the truth. And to walk in everything that you have for us. Father, we choose to rejoice in everything and to give you glory because you are so good. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 If you have any prayer requests or anything you want prayer for, just please come forward or raise your hand or do something. Jump up and down. Whatever. (laughs) Anyway, the guys will be coming the first part of March. So at the same time guys because both of them